This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Celts and Kiwi, brought to you by the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society. Members of the society and wider Scottish community explore the connections between Dunedin, Edinburgh and Scotland, culminating in St Andrew's Day celebrations in the Octagon on Sunday, November 27th. Chat, music, history and giveaways, proudly supported by Dunedin City Council Events and Community Development. Andrew's Day with friends and family in the heart of the city. The Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Group invite you to join in the revelry at the Octagon on Sunday, November 27th from 10am. Rain or shine, piping, fiddling, singing, storytelling and strongman demonstrations with have-a-goes, eating competitions and Highland Games events for the kids. Market stalls, porridge, pies, cheese, pancakes, beverages and haggis. Celebrate St Andrew's Day, November 27th from 10 in the Octagon. A free event for all. Kilts and Kiwi um, back for another week. Kicking off the show, Cape Cayley, uh, started its humble origins as a Scottish dance band whose members met at school. Cape Cayley evolved into a sophisticated Celtic fusion outfit touring throughout the world pretty much and producing music for television and film. The band's earliest albums, um, that track you heard before was from their fourth album, Sidewalk. Um, their material focuses on traditional material 
including songs learnt by the vocalist Karen Matheson's grand from her grandmother, who was a noted Hebridean singer from the island of Barra. Um, yeah, the song we heard was uh, a walking song sung to, to accompany the rhythm of beating cloth on the table, the method of shrinking tweed or blanket cloth from the loom. And uh, that was uh, a track called Alistair Michola Gazda, which is Gaelic, and I apologise for the pronunciation. And um, yeah, we uh, have a special guest coming in to us about uh, in about 20, 30 minutes um, on the uh, ad there for St Andrew's Day event. Uh, Haggis was mentioned and plays quite a large part in the event on Sunday, November the 27th. And we'll be talking to Haggis ceremonialist extraordinaire Ian Seater, um, who will be... Uh, at both the um, inaugural St Andrew's Day dinner at the Dunedin Club on the Friday 25th of November and then at the Family Day in the Octagon on the 27th. And we'll catch up with Ian and see what he's been up to and how he got into it all and what it all involves and what it all means. Um, Let's have some Blue Rose Code.
and Kiwi, brought to you by the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society. Members of the society and wider Scottish community explore the connections between Dunedin, Edinburgh and Scotland, culminating in St Andrew's Day celebrations in the Octagon on Sunday, November 27th. Chat, music, history and giveaways, proudly supported by Dunedin City Council Events and Community Development. Twa sisters fall living above. Oh, and they get out tight to pull a floor. They get out tight to pull a floor. Hard done by the bonny banks of Fordy. When by there come a banished man, oh, he's turned them round and he's made them stand. He's turned them round and he's made them stand. Hard done by the bonny banks of Fordy. He's taken the first in by the hand Oh, he's turned her round and he's made her stand He's turned her round and he's made her stand Hard done by the bonny back to Fordy Now it's will you be a robber's wife Or will you die by my pen knife Will you die by my pen knife Hard done by the bonny back to Fordy Die by my pen knife Will you die by my pen knife? 
Dogs, the uh, with a track which is a Dick, uh, based on a Dick Gowan track called "The Bonnie Banks of O Forty, and the uh, Old Blind Dogs were at Aberdeenshire Quartet. Um, haven't heard too much from them lately. This um, track was from nineteen. Well, it's on a compilation, a Putumayo World Music compilation from nineteen ninety six. So an early nineties uh, track there by um, by Old Blind Dogs. And um, you're with Kilson Kiwi. I've got to say a big thank you and uh, g'day out there to Haraways, who are great supporters of us here at uh, Kilson Kiwi and for the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society. There'll be um, Peter and his team, probably just Peter, heading up to Hororata this weekend, which is the big Highland Kiwi Games up um, near Darfield, Hararata at the big AMP sort of showgrounds there. Um, plenty of uh, events on and stalls and pretty much everything Scottish. Um, I think they've got a piping competition this year. They have a lot of um, have-a-goes and events, um, running events, um, tryouts, all sorts of things. A lot that we try and replicate and have... Uh, um, similarities with for our Celebrate St Andrew's Day event in the Octagon. Obviously a smaller space, so limited to do in various things that we can do, but still there's lots to be had and done done there. And Haraways, of course, sponsor us uh, here on the radio show, and we do giveaways, and they'll be with us on the Sunday and uh, on uh, November the 27th. Let's have a listen now to an, uh, a bit of piping. I haven't come across. This is called Master Blasters. It's a, a piping CD that came out um, uh, oh, maybe, I don't know how many uh, years ago. It looks like it's reasonably old. 1998. So it's a 1998 release called Master Blasters, and it's the Victoria Police Pipe Band. And Mikluch is a wee. Mikluch is a wee. Maybe James will know what that means. I'll um, bring him in very shortly. (laughs) 
progress far and wide. Green rolling hills, time does stand still. Peace in the air, Flora is here. Until
That was uh, Steve McDonald, Sons of Summerled album, and the track was called Come to the Isle of Sky. And before that, we had the Master Blasters, well, the album called Master Blasters by the Victoria Police Pipe Band, which was quite cool because they had a, a little bit of a didgeridoo thrown in there with the, um, with the pipes. And Mi Kluch is a wee, which I've got James here with me. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Uh, Mi Kluch is a way, you, you know that saying. McClusey's away, is it someone who's left... Um, oh, no, no, you're telling the story. Well, I'm telling you what it is. <laughs> it means somebody's left without permission. You know, the AWOL. Ah, okay. Yeah, McClusey's away. I know that from uh, my Scottish friends. Well, that's good to know. I didn't learn it at Otago Boys High School. You didn't? No, I didn't learn very much at all at Otago Boys High School. And I found out where it was, eventually. <laughs> And um, I'm just checking here on the on the tracks here on what I'm on, what's going to come up next. But um, yeah, so you're on Kilts and Kiwi. James has just jumped in here, and um, we're going to uh, have a chat with uh, Ian Seater very shortly. He'll be ringing through, um, and we'll have a chat with Ian. He's uh, master ceremonialist of the haggis, and um, we've got him involved in a couple of events that we have coming up. Um, and uh, before we check with um, Ian, let's um, we've got a um, an inaugural celebrate St Andrew's Day dinner coming up, um, and we will start to promote and advertise this uh, in, in general media o- online and um, uh, on our Facebook page, Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society page. Uh, the event is, like I say, at the Dunedin Club Friday, November twenty fifth. Uh, 6 p.m. 6:30 start. Um, three course set menu. Um, how does this grab you, James? Entree: haggis served with horseradish scones, nips, and tatties. Scones now? Is it? I don't know. Is it scones? It's scones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, scones will be. That's it could be scones. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Yeah, who, tomato uh, yeah. Main course is peppered salmon fillet mm. with a whiskey cream sauce garnished with baby carrots, turnips, asparagus with a balsamic glaze. That sounds scrumptious. And, and then the dessert is cranakin, raspberries folded into cream flavoured. Oh, raspberries <laughs> folded into cream flavoured with honey, whiskey, and toasted oatmeal. Mm. Okay, and then with that, of course, well, now with the haggis, which is the entree, every person receives a complimentary Cardona whiskey. Oh, a dram to have that. Mm. So that's, yes. and they can be bought on the night as well. But every every guest, every person gets one, and that and that's to have alongside the haggis entree, which also we have before the entree, we have the haggis ceremony with the Encita. So that's, um, and then in between the courses, in between the first course, the, the, in between the, um, before the main course and after the main course, we have entertainment from the Dunedin Harmony Chorus doing various um, Scottish, and I think they're doing a Scottish flavoured set and then a Kiwi flavoured set. Is that Marion's group? No, no. The, the Dunedin Harmony Chorus is the Sweet Adeline group oh, yes. that we have um, regularly at the... Um, Celebrates an Andrew's Day event, so that's and we've got piping uh, in beforehand. Quentin McKenzie's going to be piping everyone in at uh, the Dunedin Club, thirty-three Melville Street. Tickets will be available very soon. They're seven. It's seventy dollars a ticket for that whole evening, and um, yeah, and that's the first time we've done something like that for um, with with, uh, with the Dunedin Club, and we'll be working with them going forward which is great news so kilts and kiwi let's have a listen now to 
Horo, Horo, and the track is called The Pup, and then uh, we should be talking to Ian Seater not long after that.
Brayback. Brayback with a Gallic track, which I will try and pronounce. Oh, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, give it, give it a go. So I mean, you've got to be in for a penny. Okay, okay. Ba misrayo an eri. So it's B H A M I S E R A O I R E A I R N A N and then Ari A I R I G H. Yeah, well, they're, they're, so maybe you should plug that into Google and find out what the well, hell that means. Well, I could, I could. You have to show me. You pass me the. Um, yeah, hold on. Oh, you did a version of the song sung by Kathleen Wilson and Lewis. It's from the Isle of Lewis. This is a take of a song about a young girl sitting on the ceiling, thinking about her loved one who has left her. She is obviously a tough cookie. As later in the song, she physically fights off the attention of another man Sheeling. who she recognises as not her lover. Yep. Shilling is the um, seashore, I think. It's you know on the sand, I think. I'll, I'll look it up though. Um, yeah, so that's Brayback, who actually played here in Dunedin, maybe oh, five, four, five years ago, perhaps uh, up at the um, Coronation Hall for for St Andrew's Day, actually. So that was um, that was before. Actually, might have been before the Saint, celebrate St Andrew's Day event. So it might be six or seven years ago now. Um, you're with Kilts and Kiwi. Um, if you're wondering why. All the um, Gaelic and Scottishness is on. Thanks to uh, Haraways and um, v- various uh, folk that we are now getting involved with for Celebrate St Andrew's Day, which is on Sunday the 27th. Nairns is one we've just um, got back in touch with, and they'll be supplying plenty of crackers and biscuits. And we're working with Evansdale Cheese this year, and there'll be cheese to have with those Nairns crackers and that's all part of what we offer um, thank you, thank you, along Paul. With thank you Paul Denison for that yeah, Pablo and um, and and Cadrona Cadrona whiskey with um, Theo are going to be along to uh, offer uh, tastings of their um, of their whiskey and um, Emerson's of course do a wee Scottish ale for us and Steve at the Alba will take care of all that. And, um, yeah, plenty of entertainment and the like. And um, we're just sort of waiting for Ian Seater, actually. He's going to check in with us very soon. And before that, maybe maybe we should have a little chat, James. We were um, we came in and you were saying you, you um, we were talking about Haraways before. And um, there's some, some interesting story. They, they have a book as well, which um, actually we could... The we book, do have. I should maybe bring it along. Um, the Haraways have got a book, but there's also a book on Saddle, it, Saddle Hill. Oh, and so Saddle Hill. And originally um, there was a, believe it or not, it sounds odd to me, but there used to be a railway line that went up to Saddle Hill, and they would get their coal. So that's from Green Island. From, yeah, from Green Island to yep. Saddle Hill. And they got the coal that fired the boilers and for the, you know, for the doing the... I guess the flour and stuff. I'm not sure the, you know, the nuts and bolts of of making porridge and things. But um, the Haraways didn't start the company. It was um, started by uh, Alan King and Daniel Forrest they, on the present side. Uh, okay, so when would, when would that have been? What, what uh, 18, 1887. 1887, okay. The Haraways bought the business or rented or leased the business, I think, in 1898. Mm-hmm. Um, and Henry Haraway and his wife, who's unnamed, oh, Catherine, sorry, uh, had 21 children. And of the 21 children, they had 11 boys. So they managed to form the Haraways 11 cricket team. 
And in this... Um, so they have their own cricket ground as well, do you think? They must have, eh? Probably did, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, a, there's a photo of So these. that would have been somewhere in Green Island. Then, yeah. yeah, I dare say. It would be yeah. near, the, near where they lived. But um, they really... This, this, this train track is fascinating because they, they were going to bring concrete and, and you know, make it a, um, a more substantial railway because mm. it, was, it was pretty hairy, as you can imagine. But dragging the concrete up, they didn't have enough power in the engine, so that was abandoned, and then eventually so it was the railway track. They used trucks, I suppose, or tractors, mm. mules, mm. I'm not sure. But it's a, it was an early... Um, so that would have been, what, early 19th century when yeah, they eight, were doing eight, that? Eight, no, 1889. Was the railway? That, yeah, yeah. Um, it was punctuated by new roller machine installations enabling a thousand ton per annum, uh, producing. I presume, it's, I guess that's making um, flour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, Charles Hudson, son of Richard Hudson. Uh, this, this could be the Hudson family from Hudson's the, the chocolate Cadbury Fry Hudson's. Yeah, they bought Haraway and Sons in nineteen forty four. 50, in 55, Haraways buys the Wilkie Mill in Mosgiel. In 58, the Haraways bought Cadbury Fry Hudson's Planet Flour Mills, so there's the connection there, and transfers production to Green Island. So that's when they went to Green Island. Oh, so, okay, so, so it was after the war, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so that's where they are now, of course. So where were they being originally then? Well, but, but it doesn't the say. Train, I mean, so they must have been around that area somewhere, though. Well, you, 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 well, that's where the railway track was. Yeah, 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 so maybe it was sort of closer to Saddle Hill. Yeah, maybe at the foot of Saddle Hill or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, and that's in the Saddle Hill book and probably in the Haraway's book as well, which is quite a that's a quite a good um, read. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, it's, it's, it's to, is it 100 and... So it must be 100 and... Oh. Well, yeah. Well, the, the you know, so it was started in yeah. So we go we go back to eighteen sixty seven. So that was a long. That was you know. It wasn't uh, yesterday, Simon. No, totally. Um, but yeah. So the original factory, the photo I've got here, it's hard to say where it is, but it looks pretty antiquated. Mm-hmm. And I remember it as a kid looking pretty antiquated, but it's it's not now. It looks quite flash. It's got new office building. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely. Um, and they have, and they've they've you know they've got all sorts of products which we um, which we get. Yep, for, and for, there's samples for them on um, at our family event on yeah. the Sunday, the 27th. And I took your advice, Simon. I bought some of those sachets. And, oh yeah, and I have them for breakfast, and they are they're, they're better than Vogel's bread and tamarillos. Oh, that's good. And they're all year round because tamarillos conk out eventually yeah. about now. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you get lots of different flavours, and some of them work, and some of them don't. I must admit, well, some I are better than others. Yes, well, you know, but it's good to try them, and um, it's, yeah. it's, it's a taste, but. Yeah. Anyway, I'll look up this um, garlic word, and uh, oh, right. I, I know yeah. I know that their vowel sounds in garlic are quite different to ours. Yeah. So your pronunciation was how you'd say it in English. Yeah, sure, sure. Of. So there'll be differences. So, yeah, totally. It was close to Russian. Well, Marion was sort of had a little bit of a gist of it, and actually that that reminds me, we need to get in touch with the uh, local Gaelic Society here, and uh, maybe. Um, Organised like last time, we sort of had a bit of an impromptu little session of Gaelic speaking. Maybe we, we'll get them organised and we can do a bit of a Gaelic song sing along type thing um, on the Sunday, which will be a nice little touch. And um, yeah, so we'll have to get on to Alison there and see how they're all going because um, 
It's very much a point of head down, ass up, and working away on things, and um, you need to do a little bit of... It must be a Scottish word for ass. I think it's the which doesn't sound quite so um, (laughs) jarring. Yes. Harris, Smithham. Harris. 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 Get off your Harris, uh, Simon. (laughs) So we're without a Scottish voice today because um, um, Marion's busy and Ron's also busy, so we're... You've got two... Yeah, uh, true, true. Two Dunedin... Are you Dunedin born? No, no, no. Oh, God. <laughs> I won't tell you where I was born. I, <laughs> I, think, I think I know. <laughs> You're, England? Yes. You're, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Assassinac. <laughs> now, now we find out. Yeah, I God. wonder you don't know anything about Scotland. I know plenty, Ron. <laughs> I mean, uh, James. <laughs> <laughs> Been there four yeah, times. Born in England, that's right. I found that out the other day. Yeah, yeah, but oh. I wasn't. I was born here, so it's, um, you know, yeah. born at the Cove, as I often tell people. The Cove? The Cove. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> very steep place when I was born. Yeah. Let's have some chilli pipers, because that's one of um, Ian's favourites, and we'll ch- try and check in with Ian and see what's happening. Something must be up.
White. That's a band called White. They're from Aberdeen. Um, another Gaelic tune off the album Ferich. Ferich. And we, we've got onto this one. This is um, Anlea Dawn, The Brown Mare. That was the track, wasn't it, James? Yes, it was. And, it's, and that turns out that was a really old tune, uh, traditional tune from Lewis. S- yes, uh, written in 1650. Um, and... Yes, and it was Gaelic verse, and it, it virtually means here, as you said, the mayor. But there's a an evening sun over Loch Erisort, which is which is where that is, and there's a photo here of that. But the, all the words is there's words to that song, um, uh-huh. as you could tell, and it's all in Gaelic, and it's absolutely impossible to understand. It's not a word. Well, I've got some liner notes here pulled out, and it says, uh, me. Mercad's Moore's Brown Mare is a, is the seagoing ship, and reference to seafaring reflects Mackenzie's exploitation of the fish trade through their possessions in the Minch in his time. The Minch, the song is a mock lament, and it's conveying gloom at having to travel on horseback rather than in the ship. The virtues of his agile vessel Alex are extolled, while the shaggy, putrid mare, which cannot answer his needs, is subject to a scathing critique. <laughs> while his vessel is capable of transporting a number of men, one man is a load on a horse who constantly demands sustenance. Despite his greying hair and the diving and the driving of the sea, his desire to be cutting through the waves rather than having a whip and reins in his hands. Well, there you go. Well, look, Who would have known? That, that's from that, the 1600s. That, yeah, that's a very interesting story because I, I was reading that when the early settlers came here, they had a choice of go, either going up the harbour and taking their chances in a, in a, in a dimly lit boat and oh, you mean when they land yeah, from when landing they land at Port Chalmers? Oh, yeah. Or taking a you know horse and cart over the pretty rocky road that went over Mount Cargill, um, and most people took over that, Mount Cargill, so they would have gone well, up, over. Uh, yeah, up, up, you would have gone along the harbour side. No, no, no. It was no uh, road there. Right. It was up and over the hill. Oh, up to the high road there, uh, which yeah. is the old yeah, up yeah. north road heading yeah, out to Whitehaddy. Exactly. That was the road. Now, yeah. now that was your choice, and most people took that because they've been at sea for, for you know months. You know, <laughs> didn't want to go on another one. But yes. the, the family, the rector of Otago Boys, Mr. Campbell, I've forgotten his first name, but he arrived with his family and all his children, and they opted for the boat, for the, the boat ride, and. And and that was that was the one to do. That was well. They they as they were going through the you know past uh, I think Rose Neath roundabout, mm. they ran into an unlit unlit fishing boat, and everyone was drowned. Oh, okay. So oh. Cam- Campbell House of the Togo Boys is named for this man, and he never made it to Dunedin. He got to Port Chalmers. Oh no! And he took the option of going by. So how many up would have gone? Oh. How many went up the harbour? I don't know. I don't, and is this at night time? You're saying at night time. Oh, okay. And, so why didn't they just wait for the morning? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wasn't uh, party to that. But 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 <laughs> it's never, not good well, enough, James. <laughs> but they had a, had a choice. You yeah, know, yeah. You either get on. Get but on then a, surely you'd wait till morning. To, so they land, you're So saying, what you're saying uh, is they landed in Port Chalmers uh, yes. and then they just decided to. Move on straight away. I think it was the gloaming. It was the gloaming. It was not quite dark when they got on the boat, but okay. but by the time they got, to, it was pretty slow moving. Yeah. And by the time they got up to, you know, level hindsight, eh? Hey? Yeah. Oh. They hit this bloody unlit fishing boat, and they all drowned because a lot of people arrived here and they couldn't swim because swimming's a quite a recent thing. 
We'd you go on a boat for how many months? Oh, I don't know. Was, was it? And, and you couldn't. Months so you knew you were going to go on a boat yeah. in the ocean for yeah. thirteen months, and yeah. you didn't learn to swim. Well, they didn't think they had to. I mean, you, they, not many of them went swimming. They just had to cling to the bloody ship. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? No, that's. But, I don't. Well, I'm, I, I don't know. We'd have to check. That might be wrong. But I, I got the impression that, that people. <laughs> no, it's probably true. People didn't swim. They, you know, their swimming was for, for fish. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But that, if you, oh, yeah. I, I might, yeah, no, well, that's no, a very that's actually, that's tragedy, I'm isn't gonna, it? I'm going to when the next song comes on, I'll look up and see <laughs> could they swim? Yeah. I got the impression from uh, books I've read um, that swimming is quite a recent thing. Where you know they had yeah, right, municipal yeah. pools and people oh, teaching yeah. people to swim. I but, mean, they no, but they noticed that dogs could swim, horses could swim, cats could swim. I thought, well, maybe, maybe humans can Yeah, especially if you're going on a boat for over a year. You'd be... But then again, you've just <laughs> arrived. Uh, you've been on a boat for yeah. how many months? Yeah, awful. And, yeah, then, and then you thought, oh, well, let's go, let's go again. Let's travel now. Yeah, yeah, Why don't we just no, another, another, hang tight another, for another a couple tw- of days? Another 12 miles up the, up the harbour, which yeah. would have been beautiful in those days. It was down bush right down to the water's yeah, edge. Yeah, true. And it was quite shallow as well. You yeah. know, the harbour, you know, the dredge. Well, it wouldn't have been, yeah, yeah, that's right. It wouldn't have been developed. In any way, no. But then the road up and over that would have been yeah. But then if it's well, that, if it's that late, you would have just. I mean, it's pretty rough now. That road. <laughs> well, yeah, up the top, yeah, yeah. But then you're thinking, trying to get up there. Yeah, I think I would have taken because yeah, the there's boat. that road that that sort of road that goes from um, Soy's Bay up to the top. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty windy. And, it is. And, um, Challenging. Maybe the, that was the road that they used. Well, or, the or, may, or maybe you know, Green Road, the you know, the road, the unsealed road that runs from. Maybe that was the road where you sort of actually went over the. Uh, oh, God knows, but uh, what do you mean on the way out to our Orokanui? Yes, yes, sort of out that oh, yeah, road. Well, you go past the Orokanui Sanctuary on that yeah, road. Yeah, so that's a little roundabout yeah. way, isn't it? Maybe, yeah. yeah. But you think they'd probably go more direct and over. Yeah, you would think that. But then, yeah, I guess it does go around the. the it, it, it isn't as steep that way, is it? So that's possibly. Yeah, the history of Dunedin, eh? So that's we're, we're, that's we going to, way we, back. We, we need to the... find out more about that. So we, in case we're, <laughs> we're misinforming people here. Um, oh no, we're just putting I'm, it out there. I'm, I'm good at that. It's, it's, um, just chuck it out there. Misinformation. Who knows? My, um, stock and trade. Let's just make it up, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's it called? Um, but some of them might have walked. <laughs> yeah, what is what is what is Donald what, Trump call it <laughs> when, you, when you're lying? Oh. <laughs> Giving it a fancy name. But then it's like you know. So do you think the ones the ones um, obviously the more well-to-do ones took the boat, and then and others would have uh, taken the cart, and then there would have probably been some that would have just walked. Do you think? Uh, oh, definitely. And I they mean, would have you know, probably gone a bit is. late, and would have probably waited. But then I guess once they're there, where what was in Port Chalmers? Could they actually stay there? Was there anything? Yeah, to Port Chalmers had yeah all those all those um, you know pubs. I mean, they weren't they weren't as yeah, and there was how, now. Yeah. there was a pub. Every second building was a pub. Yeah, right. You know, because some people didn't go beyond Port Chalmers. In fact, mm. now when the cruise ships come in, a lot of people just get off at of Port Chalmers and go and have a beer, and then get back on the ship. They don't come to Dunedin. Yeah, yeah. Because if they go, if they don't get the local service, which is a dollar, yeah, they have to pay quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm wondering also that when they arrive, and, and because there were so, just so many pubs in Port Chalmers, maybe it's more on the the religious sort of anti-drinking. They would have said, "Right, let's get out of here," and and 
let's go. And maybe yeah, that was what spurred them on. They didn't want to stay in Port Chalmers for the night or for the well, most for the duration. To, a lot of it, you know, a lot, people go to the gold fields, and you know, the first thing you you'd, you want a beer before you left. Oh yeah, true, true. But that, yeah. yeah, that yeah, yeah. But, 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 but there would have been a lot of others that would have been totally anti that. Maybe that was what led them to leaving straight away. I don't know. Because they just didn't want it was a, a den a den of iniquity. Oh, it certainly was at yeah. Port Chalmers. Yeah. <laughs> Littleton too, but you know. Yeah, well, I guess any port town is. Yeah, when you're having your birthday, Simon, and you. you Yeah, Littleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Look out, (laughs) Wheatbix boys return. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, um, we digress. Dougie McLean, Dougie McLean, are you sleeping, Maggie? Let's have a um, listen to this one. I'll just have a look at the. Muck and rainy is the nicht the snow is starting or the carry lightnings gleam athwart the lift and winds drive on we winter's fury Oh are you sleeping Maggie Oh are you sleeping Maggie Let me in for loud the limb is rowing o'er the wall of craggy Fearful socks the birchy bank the rifted wood roars wild and dreary Loud the iron, yet this clank And cry who lets Max Meary Oh, are you sleeping, Maggie? Oh, are you sleeping, Maggie? Let me in, for loud the lin is rowing O'er the wall of craggy I burn my breath, I don't speak For fear arouse your walker right daddy Calls the blast upon my cheek Or rise, or rise, my bonnie lady Oh, are you sleeping, Maggie? Oh, are you sleeping, Maggie? Let me in, for loud the lind is rowing over the wall of craggy. Maggie knew I'm in a side you Nuisance you're walking Maggie Nuisance you're walking Maggie What care I for who let's cry For Bootry Bank or Walla Craggy
Uh, Stoogie McLean, his first claim to fame resulted from a stint with the Tannehill Weavers. He was uh, part of that group. And after that, he embarked on a prolific solo career, recording a series of albums inspired by an abiding love for his native Scotland at his own Dunkeld Record studio based in Perthshire. Many of uh, McLean's recordings emphasise his own songs, tribute McLean's latest release consists entirely of adaptations of the poetry and music of Robbie Burns Neil Gow and Robert Tannehill Are You Sleeping Maggie? Uh, McLean sings and plays fiddle, bazooki and guitar and um, yeah so that's uh, Diggy McLean that's from the mid 90s and um, it looks like we've got Ian ringing through so let's go to Caper Cayley and we'll um, come back with Ian very shortly
I think we've got Ian on the line. Are you there, Ian? Yes, you have got me on the line. Okay, let's bring you in. Um, so we have Ian Seater, um, Master Haggis Ceremonialist, I think, <laughs> is, uh, is, a not, is an apt title. What do you think of that one? I, I, think, I think better the man that shouts at a haggis. The, the shouter, the shouter at the haggis. The man that shouts at a haggis. <laughs> and so how did the man who shouts at the haggis get into shouting at the haggis? It's actually interesting. I was, um, it's a long story. My uh, wife was doing the, uh, what was it, Berwick Outward Bound experience. And uh, she was on the course with a piper, a guy called Lee Hart. And after they'd had the 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 Outward Bound experience, we went to a barbecue, and I got chatting to Lee Hart, and the next thing he says, have you ever thought of doing haggis ceremonies? And my initial response was, no. <laughs> um, but after I... Um, um, but at least you knew I, what, I, what I, he meant. <laughs> well, no, I, I knew exactly what he meant, but I'm not, you, I'm not the sort of person that likes to get up and sort of on stage, etc., etc., but then I met a guy called Tommy Cardi. I find it hard to believe him. Tommy yeah. Gordon. And I watched one of his and I thought, I could do that. And I quite enjoyed it. So, so, this is, so what, what time period are we talking here? So you're saying Berwick. This is Berwick in the UK. Uh, no, no, no. We're talking the Berwick, Berwick Outward Bound experience. Out, oh, uh, Berwick Forest here. here. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. right. Okay, yeah. And, and so what, what sort of time frame are we talking? How long ago was this? It must be, I reckon it must be around about 12 years ago, 13 okay. years ago. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I went to a couple of Tommy Gordon's haggis ceremonies because he performed for an outfit called Piping Hot Haggis. Uh-huh. Um, and that's basically where I started off there. Um, just doing ceremonies for cruise ships and tour buses, conferences, etc. And yeah, really enjoy it. Yeah, I find a real mission. Quite enjoy it. Ian, it's James McAndrew here. Um, was did Tommy have a radio show? Is it? Yeah, he did a lot of stuff. He he was on the radio. He was also a stage performer. Um, I never got a chance to see him actually on stage, but I saw him perform for oh, countless haggis ceremonies and. He was fantastic. He was very, very, very good. So was he as dramatic as you? Yes, he was. He was. He had a couple of incident, like incidents that um, that really made it quite dramatic. He was always very passionate when he was stabbing the haggis and opening it up. He would wield the knife about. And there was a couple of instances where he lost grip of the knife and it went flying across the room. Fortunately, it never killed anyone. So, but that's where the passion comes danger, from. He was danger, danger. Passionate man. <laughs> oh, gosh. You need like a strap around the, around the knife around your wrist, I guess. We'll I, I, think, I think they had to have an ambulance on call every time he did a haggis there. Well, you, you, you've got a uh, Shakespearean look about you when you're doing it. Look, you know, you've got this fierce face and uh, you look the part let me tell you I think it's just I think it's just an enjoyment it's a it's a it's sort of a passion for for Burns's work because he was a very passionate man and and all the stuff he does um, like Holy Willie's Prayer and the Ballad of John Barleycorn 
everything he does is very, very passionate. So did you ever see it done in Scotland? No, no, that's, that's the unusual thing. That's the unusual thing. It wasn't really until I came here. Um, and I think, as I say, it's because I believe that when you leave home, all of a sudden you, you hold these things a wee bit closer mm. to your heart. Yes. More, yeah, Ron, Ron more says important. that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that heritage sort of thing. Yeah. No, fantastic. So we've got you coming. So we've got this inaugural Celebrate St Andrew's Day dinner coming up on the twenty uh, fifth. Twenty fifth Friday. Yes. The, the um, yeah, the Dunedin Club. So that, that's going to yes. be. We've just secured Cadrona uh, whiskey. You're going to supply everyone with a with a dram to have is, uh, uh, alongside your. Very, very good whiskey as well. I can recommend it. Yeah, great, and and yeah, that will be available on the night. But it's great to have that, and then so and um, yeah, so we've got a good good evenings uh, entertainment and food on the go there, which will um, we'll let people know about very shortly to start um, getting the tickets out there. That's at the Dunedin Club, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the first time we've done a sort of, let's say, inaugural dinner. Um, and that's such a fantastic venue as well. It's uh, well situated and a very historical building. So it is. So, Ian, you'll be doing the, you'll be doing the haggis twice then, on the Friday night and on the Sunday. On the Sunday as well. And I understand yeah. we have a cruise ship coming in. So we, we'll, we do. We'll back in, yeah. 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 So how's, have you started, has that work sort of started to pick up yet, or is that still... It, Certainly has. In oh. fact, in fact, uh, uh, what's, I've lost track of days. To be perfectly honest, Friday. I'm We're so Friday. Busy. It's, I know. Is it Friday? Because oh. I have, um, <laughs> yeah. But what's the date? Is it the third? Or oh, we're the fourth today. Fourth today, because I had two. Oh on, shit! I've got a ceremony in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, had two two on Wednesday. Uh, one for a cruise ship up at Larnock Castle, mm -hmm. and one for a conference, a gardener's conference up at Larnock Castle as well. So it's certainly picking up again now that COVID is... Um, well... well <laughs> I don't want to say anything too much about No, no, COVID, you just... But, yeah, uh, now things have opened up. <laughs> exactly, yes. exactly. So, so you go to, you, and you're in the ballroom, and you're, yeah. in the, you're in the middle of the dance floor, I imagine, and you just attack the haggis. And <laughs> Very much so. Very yeah. much. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see that. I mean, yeah, I mean, you look pretty dangerous outside. Inside, you'd be, you'd be running for the door. It's, it's a great venue to hold it. It's got that. Uh, it's got that feel about it as well. That historical feel. So it, it um, does. It and does. It's, that, it, yeah, that it room works experience. very, very well up at Larnack Castle. Well, and that's a good point, actually. That will um, be something to um, look forward to at the Dunedin Club, because yes. you know, because we've only ever really seen you in action outside in the Octagon. Yep. Which can be quite challenging with you know when you get a you know fifteen hundred couple of thousand people watching, um, and that may well be the case. It's, you know, obviously the last few years, obviously last year we didn't didn't go ahead, but uh, the year before that there was no cruise ships. Was there yes. not? We I think we had a cruise ship for a couple of years, didn't no, we? we? Haven't. Well, we two, haven't. We had, uh, I think we've been about two and a half years. Yeah, yeah and I think it's two St Andrews right? days where we we had no cruise ships, and and that was when we first started the sort of focus of yeah. the of the of the crowd. But now it's and it'll be interesting to see how, obviously, if the weather's going to play its part, we could get a good melding of, of the two and be yeah. um, quite a bumper sort of setup. So we might have to get that um, headset mic set, set up for you, Ian. Well, I don't think I've ever needed a headset Yeah, mic. I know. But no, yeah, I no, have a habit of just mingling with the crowd and yeah, true, as true. as I can. So, yeah. You'll <laughs> 
Gosh, or you, maybe get you raised up on the stage, perhaps. Um, you've got well, a, you know I do like to move about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll work something out. Yeah, and you've got quite and a loud. The Madden crowd. You've got you've got yeah the Madden crowd. You've got a quite a loud voice too, Ian, which is, helps. <laughs> you know that's you know it's good to have a loud voice. You know yeah but, yeah as, as long as it as long as it stays loud and I don't catch colds or anything like that. That's right. Well, you you must be loud in the ballroom. Uh, yes, yes, sometimes it is. Apparently, I, the chefs have got me down to a T because they can hear every word I say out in the kitchens out the back. So, <laughs> so they know when to start plating entrees. Oh, that's wonderful. So, so, when, so what's your background, This your Scottish background, Ian? So where, where are you actually from? Uh, originally just outside of Edinburgh and, um, and, and a, a wee village called Kerstorfen. Not Corstorphine, yeah, like yeah, they call yeah. it here, but Corstorphine. So is that the, is um, that the suburb Corstorphine in Edinburgh, or is it another part? It's a suburb. It's a wee village that's basically, but as, I, as Edinburgh expanded, expanded, yep. expanded, um, it's basically part of Edinburgh these days. In fact, it's where Edinburgh Zoo is, is in Corstorphine. Yeah, and there's a huge home there, or, or, or like a complex on the, on the there, main... There's, there's Corstorphine House. Um, which is is quite a big um, big building. Yeah, yeah. I think is that on the the main. So when you're driving in from the airport, you're coming into town. It's on the. Oh, uh, what's that? It's on the left or the right hand side. The left hand side coming a in. Hospital. Oh, there's a hospital out there. Ah, uh, yes. Gogaburn Hospital. Yeah, I think. It, and is it derelict or is it use of something else? I think that might. It yeah. may be derelict now. As I say, I've been out here for thirty. Oh, it'd be. Oh gosh, it's oh, I yeah. think it's about thirty odd years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, but it wasn't derelict when I was there. In fact, I worked there. Oh, okay, because uh, I'm talking about five years ago when I came out here. Okay, and right. I worked there because it was actually um, uh, a disability hospital when when I worked. Yeah, there. very gothic. Very, very, very yeah, gothic. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it has has sort of being let go because the upkeep would have been just astronomical. Yeah, I think so, Yeah, I think it was at the stage where it had been let go for a few years and someone was jumping in on it and starting to redo it up when I was there yep. last. Um, and it's interesting because the Kostorfin Council have reached out to us as a society to um, set up some links. They were actually quite interested in setting up links with people in Kostorfin here. Yes. But of course, yeah, but then we said, well, yeah, we've we, we sort of become the, the go-to at this stage. Yeah. But then, obviously, in the last two years, things have gone a bit quiet. But um, yeah, they were a specific council. I think they, they must be like a like a regional group, like whether it's West Harbour or yeah, Saddle Hill. Yeah, it'd be a borough council. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they've made contact a couple of times. And there are a couple of uh, folk there that we, we have contacts with um, at the society level, which is um, hopefully something we can... Get going again and um, yeah. work through. So that when you so okay, so going back to so you're in Kostorfin in the in the late eighties. Is it in the early nineties? Late eighties. I I emigrated out here. I originally came out here in the nineteen ninety. Yeah, uh, and then went back. Um, and I met up met a wonderful wonderful girl. Yep. Um, and then we both went back, and then came back and decided I'd give it. I'd give it. Um, Give it five years mm -hmm. to see how New Zealand was, but after five weeks, I'd already made my mind up. Oh, that's so great. I still believe that uh, Dunedin and New Zealand is one of the most spectacular places in the world. Yeah, I oh, know that, that's lovely. So you actually, so then, so when you were thinking about coming over for the first time, what did you know 
about Dunedin and did you know about that that there was a Scottish there were Scottish links and, and very very little very mm. very little I had actually been to the Dunedin in Florida funnily enough mm-hmm. um, yep um, so I knew there was Dunedin's in fact I believe I understand there's one in Cape Town in South Africa yeah, as well oh, really? um, yeah, okay. so it's it's quite fascinating how the Scots have gone <clears> over the world and sort of taken a wee bit of Scotland mm-hmm. with them um, but it was I must admit the first time I arrived here I came arrived in Christchurch flew into Christchurch and uh, Lisa my now wife picked me up in Christchurch and we drove down from Christchurch and as you come in over the northern motorway mm-hmm. it was evening it was night time and as we drove in, you could see the lights over the harbour. Yeah. And yeah. It, it took me back. It reminded me of Oban. I don't know if you've ever been to the city of, uh, the town of Oban. Yes, in I Scotland. have. It's and north, that it? coming into the harbour, it was like coming into Oban on acid. It was absolutely... <laughs> yeah. Exploding. And yeah. I just, it took my breath away. Yeah. It was just such a nice evening. What a great was, what a great line that is! You, we could put that on the on the brochures for Dunedin. Yeah, yeah, as an advertising campaign. With your quote quoted by Ian Seater. Um, <laughs> Ian, have you been to Castorfin House in Dunedin? No, I haven't. It's one place, one of the venues I actually haven't been. Yet. It's beautiful, and yeah. I, I've I, I play the piano sometimes, and I I played at a um, sort of a dance up there. It wasn't it wasn't Scottish, but the the windows in the ballroom go right to the floor. So if you open all the windows up, they become doors. And it's, all right. It's a beautiful building. So um, is, it, is it being used now? Or is it? I, I think sort of got I think off it the radar. Be, I think it's privately owned now. But, yeah. but when, when we were playing there in the probably in the eighties, so it was 80s, a restaurant for a while, wasn't it? It was. Well, restaurant sort of you know wedding. Yeah, yeah, uh, function wedding yes, place centre. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just remember these beautiful windows that open from floor to you know you could walk through these windows if you open them up on a balmy night. We don't get many balmy nights in. Yeah. Oh, I think we're getting a few these days. They they seem to mind you. We we get a balmy evening one night, and then it snows the next day. Yes, so, yeah, that's which coming is up. Very, <laughs> very reminiscent of Scotland as well. So. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, well, yeah. I think Dunedin may be one of the the places in the world that benefits from some global warming. I, obviously, yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't want to be living below sea level, but but you know, I've already got we'll my avocado trees and my kiwi fruit bushes ready for the planting. So, uh. <laughs> do, do, you, do you live down the harbour, Ian, do you, down the peninsula? No, I live up in Mornington. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. When you was at the harbour, I thought you may have fallen over the harbour so much you went down the side of it. No, I used to live down there. used to live down Broad Bay, uh, Virginia Ave, uh, quite a few years ago. Um, but then it was, with having two young children, it was getting very expensive and inconvenient to drive them to sports and school. Yeah, that's a big trip. Although now the road's great, isn't it? So I'm constantly to and fro as well. So. Yeah. yeah, and the, 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 the um, we, were, we were going to live down there too. We, had, we were either going to live at McAndrew Bay or Ravensbourne. And the, mm. the bus service to McAndrew Bay when I was a child was just about non-existent. So yeah. um, that was the end of that. Dad said, you know, the, the kids will be teenagers and mm. they'll want to go out. And Ravensbourne had a really good bus service. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it had and, no and, sunshine and, though. Some In fact, Ravensbourne bus service is so good it was utilised by the cruise ship passengers the other day as well. Yes, for a dollar. <laughs> for a dollar. For a dollar. Yeah, well, yeah. they might as well put the, yeah, 
as long as they put extra buses on, I guess. But you know, going back now, even it, it, to this day, you know, the harbour, the harbour road uh, out on the uh, the uh, peninsula side is so much better. It's oh, been it's a great so job that they've done. Right yeah. Have they ever? In fact, I've cycled it a few times with my wife, and it is a spectacular, yeah. really, really good ride. It's going to be great. Ride. Yeah. And it hasn't really seen the tourists as yet that 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 completed part, it and of course, hasn't been utilised. No, and of course, the other side won't be far off as well. Can't be too far yeah. away. The Aramoana, yeah, I think can. the Aramoana bit's going to be a bit tough. I think. Yeah. Oh, Will they do that? Do you I think, think that? I think they they're planning to. <sighs> yeah, it would be tough. I think tough. they were intending to go all the way out to the albatross colony, weren't they? Yeah, well, I think that was the plan, but it, it, it's looking a bit shaky now. It, On that side, I think they're getting it, close. That's uh, not too it bad. It get quite hard going up around the gun emplacements. That's the only difficulty. Yeah, yeah, because you've, you've got to go uphill there, don't you, and through the... Oh, very, very steep. Yeah, yeah. it is. But, oh, it's wonderful. That, that lovely line of yours, Ian, I was, I was in Australia for a few years, and I, um, having been away from Dunedin for a couple of years, and I came round that corner... And uh, I, I was in tears at that, at yeah. that view because it, it is su- it's such a surprise. You're, it is because it's dark, dark, dark. You're basically dark all the way up over the hill. Yes, especially in the Kilmore when you get the oh the, the you get that foggy, misty yep. weather up there too, don't you? And it was just you think, what am I in? Really what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and there's actually a, and it's interesting for my my university days with um, the Sarkis. Boys, the the movie, the Scarfies movie, has yep. that tries to recreate that effect when they're coming in on the bus, and have that shot when you're coming yep. in. That, that is a yeah, in the movie, yeah, it's which has got Taika Waititi in it. Things you actually have to see for yourself. Yes, that's right. You can't you can't, you can't transfer it onto TV or film. You have to sort of see. It True, but it's, yeah, they try, yeah they're, they're trying to capture that. I think, and in some ways, yep. you know, you, you, it gives it more. Yeah, you're right. You, it's best to, that you're in amongst it yourself and you're you're doing it. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's magical. Must driving in from Broad Bay when you were living in Broad Bay, driving from Broad Bay to town at night was beautiful too. It was. It was. It was absolutely spectacular. The only downside of living out at Broad Bay was. We were right underneath the emergency siren for the fire brigade. <laughs> oh, my God. And you could always tell when a frost had hit because at six o'clock in the morning, oh. the siren would go off and it was someone had gone into the harbour. So. <laughs> and that happens quite often still, I think. Oh, well, ma- ma- very, very, very regular. Yeah. Very, very yeah, more on the other side now, eh? I think more yeah. on the Port Chalmers yeah. side now. Yeah. I um, think that's, it's, all, yeah. it's all fenced off. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's all good. So you know, in, in terms of so, if you if, if there's people out there who who are interested in in becoming haggis ceremonialists, what 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 do they need? You know, obviously you've you've yeah, are there some tips you've got for people? And what sort of equipment do you have, and and what, what things do you need to to have to get to into? Or how do you get into it? If anyone is interested, now is the time because we unfortunately we have lost so many of our. Addresses over the last we well we've lost um, well we've lost a few pipers as well over the last few months okay. and it's not everyone has their own different style. We've had some great addresses. We've had like Hugh Marshall, John Steele, um, and they've all had their own individual styles. Yeah. You just have, I think you just have to have a, a an enjoyment of conveying a story, um, a passion for for. Or poetry, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and your your equipment. All you really need is a tray, a knife, and a sword. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
and you're ready to go. So yeah. Well, I, I know John John Steele's quite a bit. He must be about eighty now. I, I'm guessing because um, he's retired. He's actually given up doing the addresses. Has he? Uh, has he? He took it very seriously. Matt, Matt, of course, used to do the the haggis addresses as well, and was very very good. Yes, he was. Um, uh, he lent me the first year that I, or sorry, in two thousand one, we had a family hundred and fifty years since our family came from Scotland. And I had to get a kilt from somewhere. I got a brand new kilt from John, and it was a brand new kilt. And he said to me, "Have you got black shoes, MacAndrew?" And um, I, I said, um, "I've only got brown shoes." And he said, "You're not wearing brown shoes, Mac." He swore I won't swear, but he said, "You're not wearing brown shoes with my f kilt, MacAndrew." <laughs> And he yelled it out across, because he lives in a cul-de-sac in North East Valley, and his voice boomed across. <laughs> well, of course, I wore the brown shoes, but I didn't have any black shoes. But, he, but, it, but, the, but, the, but the kilt it was brand new, and it was like wearing a mattress. It was a huge, big, thick, beautiful kilt and with brown shoes. Uh, but that's that's the thing. A proper made kilt is a fantastic piece. So oh, I got my oh, the kilt I still wear today was bought for me by my grandmother for my 18th birthday. Oh wow! And it, it's okay. still lasting. It's kilt still for life. Lasting. Yeah. It's had a it's had a few pleats taken out and a few pleats taken in as I've got fatter and thinner. <laughs> <Yeah. over the laughs> Did you everything get... still the same? The only thing that's not the same is the ski and do. Because I broke a ski and do when I was stabbing a haggis one time. So, so you got thin, you got fat, and then thin. I'd like to know about the getting thin bit. That's the... Well, I got I got fat when I was had a desk job working as a social worker, and then I gave up social work. I got up to 120 kgs, which really wasn't healthy for a man my size. <laughs> Um, and then I took up gardening as a business, and now I'm down. I'm actually still a wee bit heavy. I'm 94 kgs. That's pretty good. I should good. be 88. I should be 88. Oh, uh, he's got a target. Oh, you're, you're okay. You're you're. Oh, the summer man. season will sort you out now. Ian. Well, I don't know about that because I, I, my last doctor's visit, I was taken in by the nurse to do my health check. She took my height, and I was five foot ten. She put me on the scales and said, "Oh, you're ninety four kgs. Technically, you're obese." Yes, really. And yeah. then she took my blood pressure, said my blood pressure was high, and I said, "I'm not surprised. You've just told me I'm fat." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had the same experience, Ian. Exactly the same thing happened to me. You're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, Am I a, just obese, not morbidly obese, just obese? Yeah, well, I was I was technically obese, but thank goodness I've got a very, very do good doctor in Peter Gent, and he said, don't listen to that. All the old blacks are obese. So <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's, it's, yeah. The, it's an old terminology, isn't it, really, a, yeah. a judgment? Yeah, exactly. An interesting point there. So, so if there are, is there... If someone was going back to this thing about people being interested in, in getting involved in that and doing, is there anyone? Is there a course or is there? Maybe maybe it's something we might need to look at doing at um, St Andrew's Day, um, Ian. After after your performance and, and see if it that, would be interesting to see if anyone would be interested in uh, giving it a go. So yeah, yeah. And then, I and then yeah, I, I guess yeah, that would be yeah. You'd have to sort of prep them, I guess, and have a little try. But but or even you know maybe there's a there's room for a sort of ceremony your school or well, what would you do <laughs> how would you do it I guess would be that. I, think, I think you have to be part of drama college mind you of course I've never been part of drama college or anything like that yeah, so yeah that's right it just depends on the individual I think if you've if you are I suppose a wee bit of a showman 
Yeah. And you do enjoy people and you enjoy chatting to people, entertaining people, then yes, it's probably for you. But uh, unfortunately, one of the things that everyone feels is a necessity is to have a Scottish accent. Mm. Um, oh, however, I've got, a, I've got a very, very good friend, a chap called Keith Moore, very, very tall, big filly from Yorkshire. And Another he, obese. Um, he did, he did uh, the address to the haggis, and it's one of the best things I've ever heard was him doing Robbie Burns' Address to the Haggis in, in a Yorkshire accent. In a Yorkshire accent, yeah. Well, that, yeah. Would, that would still be exotic to us. Ex- oh, gosh, yeah, yes. yes. It's, it's, I wonder if there's any Māori out there that would do a Māori version. That would be quite interesting. Yeah. I think, well, uh, the last, was it the last, one of the Burns evenings they did at, um, was it Toy Two Settlers Museum? Yeah. I think they did some of Burns's songs in Tareo, didn't yep. they? Yep, I believe you're right. Yeah. I yeah. Think there was a yeah. And it was an inter- interesting experiment. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a, a long connection, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's point of difference, isn't it? You know, what you what you you know, these things are like that, but you know, to see it that's something you could take back to Scotland and people go, Oh wow, that's an interesting you know Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a different, different take, yeah. yeah. Oh no, that's magic. Well, you know, we're, we're all looking forward. We've got our, I'm st- we're starting to look. Well, I am. I'm just starting to look at the long term forecast. I haven't gone beyond it's ten it, days. It's but good. It's good for the for the month for the rest of the month. Yeah, or, looking yeah, good. Twenty seventh looking good. Oh, you've you've checked through. Yeah, it. I have. Good. Yeah. Well, oh, I, good I, you, I have I have my doubts about forecasters because often I look at the weather and they can't tell me what the weather was like today. <laughs> Never well, that's right. In, in wherever like you are, in, what part of town? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. What, what part of town you're in? Although you know, we, we, originally when we first started, it must have been six, seven years ago. I actually got in touch with Ken Ring because he's, a, and it turns out that all the, a lot of football. Well, I don't know if this holds true still today, but he uses a lot of the um, weather charts going back, you know, fifty, sixty years, and and can sort of work out and give you a percentage. Um, guidance yeah. to, to to where you know, yeah. and I think we got seventy percent chance that we, it would be fine. You know, for most during the period of the four or five hours, it would a seventy percent chance that there wouldn't be rain, and I think yeah. it worked out okay. I think we've had a couple of sort yeah. of drecky days, more, but more um, than thirty percent of ours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you know, but well, um, I've the ones that I've done down there, I've never had a wet day. There was one year I couldn't do it. And someone else did it, and that day it absolutely hosed down. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, remember that, that day. day. Yes, yeah. We, so, was, yeah. We, we were standing out in it. <laughs> well, that's right. It's it rain kills. or shine, we we go on because you know, <laughs> like you, you do yeah. what you do, and 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 you can do, and um, exactly. you make the most of it. Hey, yeah. But anyway, that's 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 all great. Well, it's good to catch up again, Ian. We'll, we'll be um, back in touch again, and um, looking forward to having you along for these two events this year. Um, and hopefully, the idea is to sort of expand it um, to to get a, a, a Saturday night, Kaylee, at the town hall, and have an, a similar event um, like the Octagon event but an R18 event over at the Emerson's Lawn Um, so there are a few things on the go um, to make it a bit more of a festival and then hopefully to get some people from Edinburgh over whether they be comedians artists musicians have exhibitions and things so uh, it's yeah the second event is the first in that sort of step in a three to five year plan I guess 
sounds fantastic. So, you know, you could be a busy man for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> I al- but, already am, already am. Yeah, well, that's true. I've down from a ladder from trimming a hedge. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll be climbing back up that ladder to do that. You, you be careful, Ian. Don't, 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 the rain doesn't come down. Don't, think, don't fall off the ladder, Ian, for God's sake. I will try my best not to. That's good, that's good. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you. Yeah, that's great. I look forward to seeing you both as well. Yeah, magic. Okay. We'll go out with the run rig uh, tune, the cutter for you. Off the, oh, uh, the cutter in the clan. Great, great track. See great you, Ian. Okay, nice one, Ian. See you. Catch you. Bye bye.
Kiwi is made with support from the Dunedin City Council Community Grant Scheme and the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society. The Society fosters the historical sister city link between Dunedin and Edinburgh as well as planning local Scottish themed events. A highlight will be the annual St Andrew's Day celebrations to be held in the Octagon on November 27th. Keep an eye on the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Facebook page for updates. Special thanks also to Haraways for their great prize giveaways on kilts and kiwi. James and Simon here, uh, just about to sign off for another episode of Kilts and Kiwi. Uh, thanks to Haraways, thanks to you, James, for popping in. Oh, and thank you, Simon. Good, good to have Ian Seater along um, after he was um, caught up a hedge, but he's got there in the end, which is great. Um, I can hear a buzzing there. I don't know what that's all about. Um, so, yeah. Um, one more show for the year, or two, two. I think we've got two. We've got one, one coming up on the before um, celebrate St Andrew's Day uh, events. You'll be here. Uh, yeah, I'll be here, and um, and then we have uh, a finale one in December. Hopefully, we'll get a few more people in and uh, get a few people on on uh, on air from Edinburgh and uh, get a few things going on. Post mortem, as it were. Well, not so much that. Maybe just a celebration for the end of the year, I think, would be quite a good way to go. Yeah, I didn't, that sounds a bit dramatic, post-mortem. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I just looked up the um, travel time between um, North and, um, Southampton and, and Port Chalmers, and it was around about six months um, in a leaky boat. So they went from Southampton, yeah? Yeah. Yep. And and it was, a, it, was, it was a pretty awful trip um, if the weather was um, um, inclement. Uh, a lot of people died on 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 Twisty Babies. Died were, were born and died on the in that six months. Yeah. It, was, it was a pretty rough trip, and it took between three and four hours to go from Port Chalmers up the harbour to Dunedin. And Dunedin was pretty muddy in those days, and they called it Mud Eden originally because yeah, it was so muddy. Yeah, I heard about that. And the other, the, so that's uh, maybe that's why they went up and over to get into it, town. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and the and the and the trip by horse. And buggy was pretty hairy as well, and it doesn't specify where the road went from. But I, by the look of it, it must have gone above the Port Chalmers Cemetery um, mm-hmm. and, and up that way, and then over the over the top somehow. I, I don't. I'm not sure about the you know the yeah, Sawyer's yeah, Bay Road. Sawyer's Bay by near yeah, which but is we still. Could, we could probably find There's only a couple now, isn't there? It's yeah. Really, so that's not. It's not. Um, no. You'd think they would have been the ones here, but the, but it was normally during the day on, on the on the um, on the ferry going up the harbour, so it was pretty safe during the day. We've got a couple of tracks to go. Um, let's try. I'll just see if I can dial up this one here by uh, as we have a bit of a, a Gaelic theme today. We've ended up playing quite a few Gaelic tunes, which is great. Um, uh, this one here is by Battlefield Band, and I'll. Um, it's a it's a, like a medley and each one is in Gaelic which I won't trouble you with. Here we go.
That's all from us for Kilts and Kiwi, uh, and we'll say goodbye in garlic. Martian, Martian lat. lat. Martian Lat, everybody. Martian Lat. Martian lat. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.